This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's issue, we don't have an issue. Well, I guess we have a ton of issues, but this is a carryover from our last podcast, which was so good with our psychic medium friend, Robert Painley. I've held Robert hostage here for part two, and I actually want to talk about how we can all reach our psychic ability inside. You have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty-gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com slash Audible. I love the word free. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. You can get them from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Well, okay, so I don't know. I think people are so fascinated by what you do. So you're a psychic and a medium, so you can see the future, and you do that. And you, So you read auras, you read energy, mm-hmm. and you talk to dead people. Correct. So just so everybody knows, the difference between a psychic and a medium, all... all uh, Mediums are psychic, but not all psychics are medium, are mediums. So the difference between us is, is actually mediums actually communicate with the dead, the other side, uh, people who have crossed, uh, and psychics don't typically do that, although some can. So that's the difference between the two, uh, where psychics usually kind of look at maybe tarot cards or they, they maybe use some other type of implement to help predict the future. Uh, mediums really speak with the dead. So when I'm talking to grandma or uh, a husband or a child, uh, I'm trying to find out what message they have that maybe the person on this side has questions about. Why did I thought when we why did dead people talk to you? I mean, don't they? I was I was thinking like, don't we have other things to do when we die than go back on Earth and communicate with people who are living? I mean, well, if we look at if we look at this life as a giant lesson, so we come from the other side and we're here on this plane to learn and experience certain things uh, that we're supposed to. Um, losses uh, of children, family, friends, parents, uh, loss of job, um, addictions, other things that our soul's journey needs to understand so that when we do cross over, that we have those experiences, that soul experience so that we can help guide others. So the lessons that we're learning here, we're actually going to use again uh, when we actually uh, come back uh, and work as spirit guides for people who are on this plane. Now, I know some of you aren't believing any of this, and that's okay. You can just Correct. listen with an open mind. Um, so when did you know that you had these gifts? Uh, I was about four years old. One of my first memories uh, as a child was going back and playing in the woods, and I would encounter Native Americans, uh, some my age, and sometimes uh, uh, there were a couple warriors that I would see and uh, that I perceived as warriors as a four-year-old child. Uh, and then there was one very older, ancient-looking Native American gentleman uh, who was full of skins. If I saw him now on the street, I'd probably avoid him, but as a child, uh, he was fascinating. I would be able to communicate with them then. Uh, and it wasn't, uh, and I was doing that uh, through my early years. Uh, but wait a minute, we want to make clear that sure. these weren't real people. They weren't real people. Right. These, Did sure. they look like real people? They looked at, they looked like real people. Like like I'm sitting across from you now, that's how I, how I saw them. 
And so we never spoke in in this language, but we were able to communicate through just through our thought process. That okay, you're like acting like okay, that's like normal for you. But it was then at four years old, you perceive it as normal because you don't know any different. Did you go home and say, "Hey, I saw some Indians and we talk with our minds"? I, I didn't really talk about. I didn't talk about it because a, I would think that most people saw the same thing. I really mm. didn't think about it. It was it wasn't until later on. I was about ten years old, and I had an experience where I was uh, asleep in bed, and my 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 brother was up on the top bunk, and I was on the bottom bunk, and I, I, I felt this shaking of my leg, and I looked over, and my grandfather was sitting there about one o'clock in the morning, like a, like sitting not sit, like ghostly, but no, like just a human. Sitting, yes, correct, just sitting on the on the end of the bed. He said, "Bobby, just so you know, uh, your mom's going to be very sad tomorrow." Uh, please let her know that we'll all see each other one day and that I love you all very much. Uh, we talked for about two minutes and he said, you need to go to sleep now. I said, okay, grandpa. And I turned over, went to bed. You said this with your mind. No, we were, oh, talking. We were talking. We were actually talking. Oh. And uh, about four hours later, my mom walked into the bedroom about six, seven o'clock in the morning and said, crying, grandpa passed last night. And I said, I know he was here. And my mom said, What? I said, Grandpa came and he said that that we will all see each other one day, that he loves you very much. And my mom said, that didn't happen. Uh, and I said, yeah, he was right here. And she said, don't ever say anything. Don't ever tell that story. She was scared. She was scared. Yeah. Well, years later, you know, basically I found out, you know, she it was a small town and she didn't want me to be perceived as that strange kid who, you know, <laughs> saw, well, you saw, sure. str- exactly, saw strange things and stuff. So it was more for my self-preservation and my, my ability to have a normal, more, you know, normal childhood, I think. What was going on there? I mean, I love that. I love the author, Lisa Williams. Is that her name? Yeah, yeah, she's like, um, she says that, uh, what was going on? I guess I'll ask you, what was going on with your grandpa? So he had already, his spirit had already left his body. Correct. And so he was making the rounds. Well, he was just coming through. He knew that I could see, sense, and feel. So Mm -hmm. he just wanted to get that, what was supposed to be a comforting message for my mom. But he wasn't, what I'm saying was his, he wasn't dead yet at that point. He had had already crossed. Do you think he would, he... Because Lisa Williams says that some, when sometimes the soul leaves the body and then comes back to the body and then the body dies. It's possible, but in this instance, my my grandfather had died earlier oh, that evening, I so see. I had already know I didn't know that until later. Uh, but he had already crossed. Now, mm. when people have dementia, people have Alzheimer, people have other things, they can they will go back and forth between worlds at that point as well, and it is possible. I have actually received people who have been in the state of dementia uh, as spirit. I perceive them as spirit because. I'm getting their their spirit has already crossed over. Just they they haven't their soul has not left their physical body at that point. So, so then what happened? So your so your mom says, "Don't ever say anything again." You and then feel, I don't. Yeah, okay, you don't. <laughs> uh, but I still I still you know I would go to I would go to friends' houses for sleepovers. For example, at eleven, twelve years old, I would be at their house, and all of a sudden, you know, I would see. Uh, shades going up and down or something. I would wake up my friend and, you know, we would both see it together. Oh, so your friend who wasn't psychic saw it too. Correct. And, and we'd go screaming out of the room, oh, you know, to their, to their parents' bedroom to find it to say, this is what's happening in the house. So I still, as, as a medium, as a psychic, you become a little bit of a beacon out there. So when spirit knows they can get your attention, they're going to come and try and get your attention. Well, why the hell would a spirit want to raise and lower blinds in front of you? They got my attention. At, at that point, I wasn't communicating with, like I do now. Then it scared me because I didn't feel protected. And it was frightening. So uh, that fear would uh, would kind of 
take that take its place and I wouldn't really try to figure out what the message was mm. now it could have been somebody that was trying to get a message to the people who own the home to the parents who own the home or it could have been somebody that was attached to the land it could have been a former owner of the home but could have been any of those things why do spirits want to get a message across like I said like why I mean didn't they wrap things up and they died and move on you got other things to not fish all the to time fry? a lot of time well I'll give you an example uh, I was at a house probably four months ago and a woman who had just moved into the house right away started to feel energy in the house uh, and without giving too much away because I want to keep her privacy uh-huh. uh, but about the second or third day that she was there um, she turned on the bathroom light and she saw a, a pool of blood there <sighs> wasn't really there but that's what she saw and it scared her so she went to the homeowners association and she asked, "Did you? Did somebody die in this house?" I would check myself in a mental <laughs> hospital. I wouldn't be going to the homeowners association. At least she was smart enough but, to but, know but that it wasn't her. That's exa- so that's okay. what she did. So she went down and she said, "There's nothing there, but this is what I saw, and I feel like somebody passed in this house. I'm feeling uncomfortable in this house." And they said, "Yes, somebody did." And they asked why. I said, "Well, I turned on the bathroom light, and this is what I saw." And they got very nervous, like something may have happened, even though they took the, all the tiles out because actually this person had committed suicide in the bathroom. Oh. Now. Oh, Lord. So she felt, she, this is what she felt, this is what she saw. And so for the next three months, uh, she continued to feel this sensation of somebody in the room. She didn't feel alone. I she can't believe this. she slept in that house. <laughs> what happened in the end, Robert? She called you? So she, she, got, she got in touch with me, and uh, I went to the house, and uh, through communicating with this, I went there to cleanse the house, to move, to cross the spirit, because I didn't feel that the spirit had crossed. And what had happened was is the spirit didn't actually cross. But what I asked this woman was, did you recently lose your mother before you came and moved to this home? She said, yes. Here's the connection. The loss of her mother, of the person who committed suicide, the loss of her mother took her into such a state of depression that she wound up taking her own life. And this entity, the spirit, felt that this woman who just lost her mother and moved into this home was going down the same road that she did. So she was there trying to help and keep her from going to the depths of despair so, so two, she wouldn't go that same route. Two so people actually, who lost their mothers. It was actually mm-hmm. trying to help her so she didn't take the same exit that she did. And so I told the woman who now bought the house, all you need to do is say, you're fine. Thank you very much. I always thank the Spirit for their help, their guidance, and thank the Spirit for being there uh, to help and guide her through the situation. But she's no longer needed. Claim her space. I got a call the next day. It was fine. She had. Uh, she was finally comfortable in her own home. That this we moved this entity. Over. So she stood in her living room and said this. To I the actually, I did, I did what I needed to do in uh-huh. the bathroom in the area, and, and then she it. did it in her in her bedroom where she felt more, more closely aligned with this with this uh, with the spirit. So explain to people what crossing over is. Mean you mean like you die and there's like a line and you should hop over it, but not everybody does. <laughs> well, you know, everybody explains it as the light. People see it different okay. ways. Um, for example. Uh, uh, when my mom crossed, I saw how she was going to cross beforehand, and I saw who was going to be there to greet her. And as a comfort to her, I went and told her this. Three days or four days before she passed, I was laying in bed with her while she was having a, uh, going through some really rough time. And uh, I said, Mom, I, I really want you to feel comfortable. This is what I really want for you is to know what this is. And when you see it, you know what I do for a living, uh, and I want you to be comfortable with this with this crossing. But I see, this is who's going to come to greet you. I told her about my grandfather, my grandmother, a variety of people who were there. Uh, the welcome accept, committee. Exactly. Accept it. Just move over. And she said, looked at me straight in the eye, and she said, I know. I've seen it, too. 
And at that point, I knew that my mom protected me all of those years. And then we, we had a larger discussion after that. But she also had this ability, and she kept oh. it under wraps because, again, she grew up. You know, she was in that small town, and she uh, she was uh, psychic, and she was a medium. You think? I think that at least psychic. I don't mm-hmm. know if she was a medium. I don't know if she actually saw uh, saw or, or communicated with with dead people because we never talked about it mm-hmm. until that last until almost the end of her life. Uh, but now I see, I do see her occasionally. Now I've seen her twice uh, in full apparition, uh, but and she's still funny. She's still, you know, I, I came out of a doctor's office. I had I was at a car accident. I had a brain scan, and when you when there's nothing wrong, they say it's unremarkable. Walking out of the doctor's office and clear as a bell, I hear my mom saying to me, "I told you your brain was unremarkable," <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed, you know. So she's still around. I don't feel so. You know, a lot of people have that profound sense of loss when a loved one goes. I'm lucky and privileged enough that I don't feel that as much because I still get her. I still am able to communicate with her. So that's nice for me. And hopefully I'm able to give that comfort to other people uh, so, through these, through this process. So what Robert does for a living, he, he can, goes to homes, he uh, cleans energy, speaks to, like we were talking about, dead people um, <laughs> and a psychic. But So that's what you do. You have this incredible gift. But... I read somewhere that we are actually all born psychic. Absolutely. And about the age of uh, six, I think, we, um, I was reading somewhere that we developed this screen over the window of the third eye or whatever the ability is to be psychic. Um, and we shut that down. And some people don't have that screen like yourself. Correct. So how can, how can we tap into our psychic abilities on a daily basis? Maybe not talk to dead people, but like, you know. Sure. Uh, Again, being psychic and being a medium, two different things. Uh, My, the the medium ability is, is relatively, I think a little bit more unique than most people have, but that psychic ability is asking, you know, uh, through meditation, through prayer, through whatever way, uh, we just talked about being centered. Part of that spiritual aspect can be asking for that psychic ability. We have the ability. I think everybody has that ability. It's trying to find out uh, how to ask for it in your way and being accepting of it. A lot of people get signs and symbols. Uh, my dad, for example, uh, you know, will will see a clock that has never worked in the house on the system of mantles. Never worked since I was a child. But when my dad goes into that room, there's a picture of my mom next to that picture. My dad goes in there and stands next to it. The pendulum starts to move. It's a little bit of a sign that she's around and she's there. And um, so be aware. Pay so attention. be aware. Pay attention. People find pennies, or people see butterflies, or some people have birds that, in places in the middle of, in Ohio, in the middle of winter, that will come to their door and sit there and chirp at them. It's never happened before, and they can't understand why it's there. Um, That's ab- important because all insects and animals have a spiritual meaning. Absolutely, there's a message to you. It's not like God, this stupid ant squash. <laughs> you can Google what ants mean or Absolutely. what ladybugs symbolize. Correct. And a lot of people, a lot of people do get uh, get ladybugs. A lot of people get uh, butterflies. A lot of people get dragonflies. And these are all great symbols that spirit from the other side is trying to give you that they're around, but people ignore them mm. uh, or people think it's Please. coincidence. <laughs> Roaches, even the crappy or the icky ones, they have positive meaning. Or, 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 or a pe- message. Or pennies. Uh, people, you know, right. this, somebody collected stamps and you find stamps. Or somebody had a bird and you find feathers in your house for no reason. Um. Why are you seeing feathers? Uh, these are kind of things that you need to look at and say, maybe somebody's trying to get in touch with me. And then what was that message connected to? Who was that message? And then when you're praying, when you're meditating, when you're doing yoga, when you're in a calm state, uh, it's hard to do this work if you're being frenetic. Right. And that's why, you know, having a job job and doing what I do 
do, doesn't mesh particularly well. I need to concentrate on what I'm doing and trying to remain centered for myself so I can do this job better. So listen to our last podcast, which was with Robert on how to center yourself. That'll help. And also, um, I guess, you know, tapping into our psychic ability is similar to our intuition. It is a bit, you know. People feel that they have intuition and some of that psychic ability, or some, you know. I so, see. you know, different name, same genre. Some people, you know, would uh, put deja vu in that same category. Or yeah, some, what is a deja vu? Same thing. Could be intuition. Could be what you're seeing now. You know, Stephen Hawking's may have a different definition that, you know, we live in multiple universes and we've had a glimpse in that other universe mm-hmm. of something that we did 15 minutes before or 15 years ahead of time or, 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 or some capacity of that nature. I tend to look at it as psychic ability. I tend to look at something because it usually happens to most people in a dream state. Yeah. Uh, so, or some, uh, and if it happens in the dream state, we're able to see a little bit. Or maybe people from the other side have given us. It's easier for people on the other side to communicate with us in the dream state. And if you really want to try to do that, go to bed thinking about the person you want to communicate mm, with, and try tip. to do that in your dream. It's much easier to do that for both of you because you're able to get to a place where you can all meet together. They can come on one side. You can't go to the other side, but you can kind of meet in a neutral area uh, where you can both communicate. Try that. I I found many people find that very very beneficial for themselves. Well, but um, two things. Uh, Deja vu. Sometimes deja Well, many times deja vu happens like in the day. You're like, God, I swear we... I knew that was going to happen or... or I've seen that some other place. Or that just, you know, like you stop for a second and it's like it's playing in your mind. I've had this conversation before. Yeah, what does that mean? To me, just an acknowledgement that we've you've either been in touch with the uh, with with that future event in some way. That's again for me, it's just, it's a little bit of a psychic ability that you're mm. seeing something. Usually, deja vu doesn't have doesn't happen in a profound moment. Right, like, it's like it's oh, something I knew you mundane. Were say, yes, you know, something totally, that's happening. Totally. It, it's not something like hey, I saw right. the lottery number right, right, right. <laughs> and I picked them. Right. Um, so uh, that's where. So for me, it's a little bit where you've been out of uh, a, a kind of an out of body experience where you saw this or you did this uh, uh, outside your right. body and now it, it went in your conscious state while you're back or your soul's you know, back in your body that you're actually doing uh, doing that when your consciousness is back in your body. I didn't get any of that. <laughs> okay. What do you mean? So uh, astral, a- astral projection oh, for example. Oh, astral so, body. So when you're, when, you're, when you're traveling so when you, you know I'm able to do that sometimes uh, you know I can I if I do that in my dream, sometimes I'll be in somebody's house at two o'clock in the morning in, in that state. I can walk around their house and. and okay, and hold on, Robert. <laughs> Jeez, oh man, hold on. People so, are saying, going, what the hell is he talking exactly. about? Exactly. So, so you're and, saying. And no, I haven't had psychiatric help. <laughs> I just is what I do. You're saying when you go to sleep, because I remember a psychic telling me this sometimes your astral body leaves your body land at night and it doesn't want to come back in your body. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what does that mean? So it, it, it's just your consciousness. What you, oh, okay. what, it's just your consciousness you, you you're not constrained some parts of your dream state you're not constricted again everybody has this this body that we go through life and that inhabits your soul and, and that core essence that makes you you mm-hmm. but it's basically just a clunky transport vehicle some people have a prettier transport vehicle than oh. others some people have one that's you know may have a wheel missing from it mm-hmm. or whatever it happens to be but it's still just a vehicle um, and, and not a very efficient one at that. So when you're when that vehicle is down and parked someplace, the energy that you know the energy within that vehicle is able to move without the use of that vehicle. Oh, 
So I'm trying to put it in a way maybe that, it's a little I bit gotcha. more understandable. So, so you work, our bodies are car. Our Correct. spirit is inside the car. When we park it at night to juice it up <laughs> because we're electric like that. Correct. We are. You're saying our spirit can or always leaves the body. Hey, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna it, look it it around. Can. What's going on? And then it, it can. Go back and and this car. is and uh, the first time I thought about that. Oh. I, I didn't realize I, I could do that. Uh, I was in uh, high school and I, we had a, an exchange student from Ecuador. And I was talking to her one day, and uh, and I went to bed at night, uh, and started to dream about a place I'd never been before, and um, was talking to her the next day, and I said, you know, I saw a picture of you in my mind last night. Do you have this, that, or the other thing that was going on in this picture? She said, how did you know that? And I said, because in my dream, I was walking through this dining room, and I explained the dining room. She said, that's my dining room at home in Ecuador. And I said... Well, that's interesting because when I was walking through the house and Anne explained, I walked down the hallway, I looked in bedrooms, I could see what was there and was telling her and she was shocked and quite frankly, so was I. I had never really had that experience before and that's how I realized that I could do that and now I have a specific thing that I do at night that can move me into that state. Uh, um, So can we all do that? And what's the advantage? I don't know if there's an advantage. Okay. I think, I, I, you know, there's things that I do that I, I, I don't have all the answers Tell I me, wish Robert, I did. Robert, what's the answer? What's <laughs> I, the meaning I always of picture life? that guru at the top of the mountain. That's yeah. not, not me. I'm that guru on the, on, on the speed bump. You're in the blah, middle. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> so can we, okay, since you don't know what's the advantage, um, can we all leave our bodies at night? I think so. Uh, uh-huh. You know, I've been told, you know, you should picture, if you're going to try and do that, you should picture a silver thread tied to your ankle so that you your soul gets back. Again, that's what I hear. That's not something I've experienced. Uh, but I think, again, talking to yourself at night and, and try to figure out what you want to do. Now, the mm. skeptics out there will probably say, well, you did that and it was a dream and this is what you wanted to hear. And that's all fine. But I think what I have told people in my experience, and I'll, I'll say from my experience, what I have found is uh, I have had a lot of clients of mine who have spirits and have things that happen in their lives that they don't want me to know about. They're private to that family, mm-hmm. and they tell me to have their loved one, and I'll ask them specifically, your husband's telling me that you dream about him every night. That's true. Great. So when you're having this dream, ask him these questions. Mm. You'll get your answer because he's not answering me. Uh, he's not wanting to tell me and open up this can of worms. It's not, he's telling me, it's not, I've been told sometimes, it's none of my business. Uh, and, uh, and that to go to them in the dream state and to get that answer. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Uh, sometimes people are open to that experience, sometimes they're not. Um, it's all what we're comfortable with. So uh, I think everybody has that ability. It's whether or not uh, we choose to to take that on and recognize the signs when we're actually doing it. Well, exactly. So like when you dream about somebody, like uh, I've over the last 15 years, I've dreamt of not my grandmother. I haven't seen her face or anything, but I'll be going through her house. Mm-hmm. And I know her house, like in the back of my hand, or like an, an event will happen in her house, and I'll see the corner, and I'll see every little detail. I'm like, why am I dreaming about Granny's house again? What what do dreams about dead people's possessions mean? Well, it could be... It could be a variety of things because I've not tapped into your grandmother right now, but that's something we could do after we do this, perhaps. But it, one of the things that, you know, there could be a variety of things. And one of the things that I would think would be, and kind of what I'm getting now, is that your grandmother, if you're having a stressful time, think about when you're having this dream. If it's a mm. stressful time and this was a calm, 
experience for you? It was a pleasurable experience for no, you? No, it was like a, it was like chaotic people in my life were in her house. It was interesting. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know the whole dream. Maybe, so. maybe it was sort of comforting. She was comforting or something. It, it could know. be could be comforting. It could be a message about the people who are in there uh, mm-hmm. that you, you, you're supposed to be communicating with uh, that maybe you've cut out of your life for some reason or haven't talked or to for some reason. Or they need to cut out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, depending on what the circumstances are, I'd need to know more about the dream to be able to give you a better assessment. But pay attention to your dreams, I guess what I'm trying to say. I think pay attention to them mm-hmm. and, and don't take all dreams literally. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's a, that's a big thing that people do, uh, uh, that you have to understand that dreams are a way both for your mind to wander and to deal with stresses of your day. Uh, it can also be altered by alcohol, be altered by any type of drugs that you're taking. It doesn't have to be hallucinogenic drugs. It could be uh, anything that you're taking, even vitamins that have, you know, St. John's wort or something can alter the way that you perceive things and the way that your that your mind will process dreams. So some dreams are crazy and some mean something. Uh, some mean, and usually they all have a meaning uh, in some oh, way, I but see. you have to be able to interpret what they are. For example, what does a snake mean in a dream? And sometimes people feel that it means something horrendous when, you know, if it's if it's being charmed, it may mean one thing. If it's mm. slithering toward you, if it's biting you, if it's, you know, there are many interpretations. So uh, I use a dream book sometimes if, if I'm curious about my own dreams. Uh, it's not an area I'm proficient in, so I try not to interpret dreams for other people. Uh, I have trouble enough <laughs> interpreting my own dreams. Uh, but usually my dreams now, I don't dream as much as I get messages. I, I allow spirit at that point, hey, this is a safe spot for both of us. Give me If I'm going to go see two clients the next day, come to me now. So I start to get messages, start to tune in before I go see them. So uh, I'm not trying to get that when I may be more in a more frenetic, or frenetic state when I get there. Like I'm driving in traffic to Miami for an hour uh, and through traffic, I, I may not be in a calm state right. to get messages as easily. Do it, do it a little bit in advance so I start to maybe they come to me sometimes in advance. So in a nutshell, what is your best advice for life uh, on how to tap into our own psychic ability? Uh, be cognizant of what you see, sense, and feel. Uh, and don't don't assume that everything is a coincidence. There's a lot of co- mm. I get I get clients a lot of times who uh, who have things that happen, and sometimes a dishwasher breaks, or sometimes you know it's not a message from the other side. Sometimes things just happen. Uh, but look for things that are unique that that uh, that would mean something special. Not every butterfly is going to carry a message. But uh, what's funny is uh, I'll tell you a story here that had a significant impact for me. I went to go see a psychic because again I don't see things about myself, so I went to go see a, a well-renowned psychic. Psychic. And she told me, uh, the spirit will give you a sign that this is what you're meant to do in a particular thing, aspect of my life. They're going to give you a very specific sign, and it's going to be nature-related. Look to nature. I said, okay. okay. And I walked to my house, and I have this huge bougainvillea plant that, that's right outside my front door. And I got home. There were seven um, hummingbirds outside my door whizzing around my front I couldn't get into my home oh my because there were so many hummingbirds and I was fascinated and I have never seen a hummingbird huh. I've lived here for 17 years I've never seen a hummingbird in Florida before I've not seen one here since but the day she told me to look for this sign in nature that this is my, this is what I was supposed to be doing uh, in this particular aspect of my life boom got the sign right and, I, and I took it took it to heart that I got my sign but I could have gone and said this was coincidence right. this I take it that it was a sign other people say, Robert, you're nuts. It just happened to be a coincidence. Um, it's just a matter of perception. So if you're open to it, you, you, to receive spirit and to be psychic, you have to be open. Like faith. 
is a certain leap here that you have to be able and willing to make to be able to be receptive to be having a little bit of psychic or intuition uh, more than just uh, taking experiences for themselves. Look for that uh, aspect of your, of your life and be willing to accept it. I'm tapping into my third eye right now, and I'm feeling my future that this podcast is going to end. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Robert, for coming back. You're welcome. If you want to get in contact with Robert, you can reach him at R-A-Painley, P-A-I-N-L-E-Y, R-A-Painley at gmail.com, or you can call his cell, but don't call after 10, 954-648-3895. A reminder to everybody, submit your questions on AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free email. You'll be the first to get my weekly blog on how to live consciously and peacefully. You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help the Advice for Life with Lynn followers. So reach out, maybe if you think you've got something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think, so... Tell me how I'm doing. I want your thoughts. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and they help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.